Hey, Ryan, how do I get project-based learning started at my school? I've gotten some form of this question nearly every day for the last decade from engaged educators just like you. So at Magnify Learning, we've created a free download to get you started. Whether you're a superintendent, principal, coach, or teacher, go to whatispbl.com to get started on your project-based learning journey today. Magnify Learning brings project-based learning workshops to schools across the country because we believe every child deserves to be a part of an inspiring story. Whether you're a superintendent, principal, coach, or teacher, the PBL Playbook Podcast will equip you with the stories, resources, and trainings you need to bring project-based learning to your school. If you want me to answer your PBL question on the podcast, visit whatispbl.com and click on Ask Ryan to submit your question. Welcome to the PBL Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Stoyer. This is Leadership Episode 64 on Time Management. Every first and third Wednesday of the month, we're going to address a leadership topic so that you can lead well. These leadership episodes are for superintendents, principals, assistant principals, aspiring principals. Over the last decade of working with schools, I've seen how great project-based learning work really hinges on the leaders of that work. Yes, the grassroots teachers need to be trained, inspired, engaged, but the building and district leadership need to be healthy. And I say healthy at work and at home for this work to last over the long haul and really impact our learners and our communities. I love the way Bob Goff says this. Bob says that he doesn't want to be a part of things at work. He wants to be a part of things that last. So we want to use these leadership episodes to equip you, educational leader, so that you, your family, and your school can win over the long haul. Because that healthy progression is what builds learner-centered communities, learner-centered schools, and that's what really is going to build the growth and the community change that we're looking for. Our need to know for today is actually going to take the form of a quote, because I get this type of a question all the time. It's, how do I take this vision that I have and bring it into action, which is really what leadership is. So I've taken these multiple questions and put it into a quote for us today. Before we jump into that, let me tease our topic for the day just for a second. It's going to be time management, which is a huge topic, right? It could be an entire book. and But we have to address it, because every time I work with leaders, whether it's in the Edge Leaders Mastermind or for a vision planning session, at some point, all these things come onto the board, right? This huge dry erase board, and there's all these ideas, and we're going to take them into action. So I slow it down, and I just say, how are you doing? How are you going to be able to do this? Do you have time for yourself to work on this hard, deep work? You can't be in the urgent all the time. Do you have a time for the deep work? And nearly every time, the answer is some form of, I wish I had more time to slow down and and just think. Or they might say, well, I typically take Saturday as my time to work on the deep stuff because I don't have any interruptions. And neither one of those is really going to work. So what I'm going to do today is I'm going to give you the best, most applicable process, and you're going to literally be able to start this tomorrow or your next work day. Everyone listening to this episode can apply this leadership move. So whether you're the superintendent, principal, assistant superintendent, you can do this. But before we we, give you that leadership move, let's address our need to know for today. So 
Again, you can get your need to know. Go to whatispbl.com and you can submit your own need to know. But let's jump in. Here's the quote. The quote's from Joel Barker, and he says, Vision without action is merely a dream. Action without vision just passes the time. Vision with action can change the world. How do we get our vision and action together so that we can change the world for our learners, for our communities? Great question. So thank you for answering. I hope you like the the quote that I brought them all into because we get some form of this multiple times. What we like to do is a futures protocol. And you can do this. I'll try to explain it in a way that you can do it on your own, but obviously I'd, I'd love to help you and talk through it or collaborate. But basically what you do is you look out three years into the future. And once you get there, set yourself there. And I want you to see it in your building. What would you hear your staff saying or your learners saying? What would the feel of your building be like if your vision is successfully played out? And sit there for a little bit. And what we do is we do three rounds of this. The first round is you dreaming. What does that school look like, sound like, feel like three years from now? And I want you to put yourself in the present tense and just talk to me about what is it that your learners are saying, right? Like your learners are asking their own questions. Your facilitators have made their own moves. They're autonomous and they're just asking you for permission. Is it okay for me to do this? It looks like I'm going to go here. You see the intentionality of your teachers as they build out their different units and their workshops. So what does that perfect vision look like three years out? And don't go too far. Don't go 10. That gets tough to, to see and really manage, but go three out, three years. So then the second round is, where are you now? What do you see, hear, and feel right now in your building? And when you do that, still take it from the stance of three years in the future. So you're looking back and saying, do you remember when we used to? Do you remember when we used to have units where every learner got the exact same assignments and they weren't differentiated? Do you remember when 20% of our kids were just completely disengaged and we couldn't reach them? Do you remember when we had no technology? Do you remember when our staff meetings were just awful? So you, you look back and you say, do you remember when? Really looking to reflect on what your practice looks like now because that moves you into the third round, which is the gap round. What did it take for you to get to that full vision that you sat in, in the first round? So you say, where am I now? Where do I want to be? And what is it going to take to get there? And if you can set aside this time, it really probably doesn't take more than an hour. With you, maybe you sit down and do this. Maybe with you and your leadership team, map this out and you can really figure out that path because you know your local context best. What you might need me for or our team is to help facilitate the protocol, but really you have the answers that your staff and your learners need. So we run this with schools and districts at the leadership level to develop a full vision plan. A full vision plan is that inspirational compass. You actually share it with your staff to show them where you're going. It brings clarity because right now your staff, each one of them probably has a little bit different version of where they think they're going, where the school's going and how they fit in. So this full vision plan puts everybody on the same page, makes it very clear and where it is we're going. So what we do is we help leaders, we help you to find your vision to help you get the right balance between staff input and your leadership, right? You want to not just be top down. You want to get 
your staff's input, but you also have a pretty good idea of where you want to take this school. So you want to get a clear vision out there and you'll know you have a clear vision because some people will see that they don't fit it, right? Maybe they can jump in or jump out, but if you really have your clear vision, then some people are going to say, I don't agree with that. And that's okay. Maybe there's another school for you. Or maybe having that open conversation shows them that we are going to change. Because if we're honest, taking people through the change process is very difficult. It's even more difficult if you don't have a clearly defined vision statement. And not just a vision statement. We actually have a full vision plan that lays it out. So again, it's very clear what everybody's role is. But you can try this futures protocol with your leadership team. Go through the three rounds. Where do we want to be in three years? Where are we now? And what's that gap? How could we get there in three years? And this conversation, getting that started, really gets your team thinking about forward action with everything that they're doing. You'd be surprised how effective it can be. So that's our need to know today. How do you take vision and action together so that you can change the world? And a futures protocol is a great place to start. And some of you are thinking, that's neat, Ryan, but I don't have time to do that. How am I supposed to do that when I'm doing lunch duty and trying to find subs and trying to bring curriculum in? So I don't have time for that. And that is exactly what we're talking about today. Exactly what we're talking about today. We're talking about time management, but it's not a three-hour thesis. I'm going to give you one tactic that if you can do this well, and you can do this starting tomorrow or today, if you're listening to this early enough, you can do this. So here's the basis of it is you need to find time for deep work. If you've read Cal Newport's book on deep work, there's different types of work, right? You have some urgent work, but you have deep work where you need time without interruption, to get into a groove or flow so that you can get this work done. And I'm going to push you towards a 30-minute period of time each day. And my claim is it can transform your leadership, your productivity, and even your home life and your blood pressure if you're measuring that. So yes, I'm going to challenge you to find 30 minutes. But the real answer is, is you don't find 30 minutes, you make 30 minutes. You say, this is important enough, this deep work, this deep work is important enough to require me to shut my door, not check email, not check my text, and to dive into this fully. So I want you to find 30 minutes, say 9 a.m. to 9.30, put it on your calendar. You can start with today or every Tuesday, and, and then you can grow it from there, but 30 minutes and let your secretary know that you are unavailable during that time. You have to do this in some form in order to move your big rocks forward. Those things that are really important, right? Dr. Covey called them big rocks. You've got portions of your vision. You need to move to action. And if you're continuing in the urgent, unimportant daily pieces, those rocks don't move forward. They don't move forward on their own and they don't do it accidentally. So when you don't do this, Those important big picture things that have to be done get pushed to home time, that prime time, or on the weekend. Now, you're cheating your family in order to serve your school. Now, you know that this will catch up with you and you keep telling yourself it's just for a time period or a season, but you're also a little unsure of how to stop this. And 
you can feel it or you could see it getting out of control in this miracle round that just keeps spinning. You say, well, how do I get on? How do I get off? You've got to set some time and some parameters. And parameters and structures are not bad. In fact, creativity will thrive in structure, right? Try to try to paint without a canvas, right? You need some space to be creative and do the things you need to do. So let's get really practical with this. That's why I always want this to be practical so you can take it like today. So I want you to set aside 30 minutes. You'll shut your door, tell your secretary or put a note on your door explaining that you'll be working with your head down on really important work that requires your full attention. And you can put some humor into the, the, the note on your door, right? Like you can do that well. But you're only there to be notified if there are three things that happen. A major fight, superintendent's here, or Michael Jordan has come to visit. Like, other than that, you're not to be bothered. And what you're going to find is your immediate thought is, well, people are going to think that I'm not an open leader and I'm not being a servant leader. But when you do this exercise, what you will find is that everyone is really just fine with it. The teacher that had a random question while they're picking up their mail, they just wait until later. The phone call from a parent, like they're going to call you back or you can call them back. The learner who couldn't handle class, they'll wait outside your office for a little bit and it'll be all right. And while everybody else is okay with it, what happens to you? You get to complete or start a major project in just 30 minutes instead of two hours with interruptions, right? You know what I mean? You say, well, I'm going to go finish this grant proposal and you get interrupted, 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 and you have to keep coming back to it. The research says it takes you 18 minutes to get back on track. And I know that you think you can multitask. and I know that you're amazing. And you probably are a little bit different than the average person. Granted. But with all those skills and power that you have, what if you had 30 straight minutes? You could probably get the entire grant proposal done. So I want you to schedule this time on your calendar so that meetings and calls don't get scheduled during that same time. And people will adjust. They'll understand that you're doing work that will help them in the long run. They will understand that your open door policy is still in effect. And what it'll do to you, leader, is you'll have to prioritize your work to see what needs to be scheduled for that time each day. You see, this one exercise can snowball to have amazing effects on your productivity in school and your availability and attention at home. So set aside this 30 minutes, put in your calendar every week, like just pick Tuesday. You can't do Monday, you can't do Friday, I get that. But pick Tuesday from 9 to 9.30 and set that time aside every week. And if you don't know what to do in that time, still shut off your email, still shut off your phone as best you can and just sit there. I think, what should I be doing right now? Some of you need to do that. You've been in the urgent for so long that you're not sure what the deep work is. And that's okay. But we need to get that back. We need to rein that in. And once you have that half hour time and you see how much you can get done, you're going to want to take two days to have that. Now it's Tuesday and Wednesday from 9 to 9.30. You know that you're going to have that deep work time. And when something comes up in a meeting or you get a great idea, you can go, that's going to take some deep work. I'm going to look at that on Tuesday from 9 to 9.30. And you'll continue to see that time grow because you'll see the effect that it has and your staff will see the effect, the effect of it and they'll want you to have that time. You'll need that time and I want you to track work time on the weekends and start to bring that back. Go back to the last leadership episode 
and look at delegation. There's some things you need to delegate to take some of those things off your plate. You need this deep work time to get some of these big projects done so that you're not working on the weekends and you can be healthy at school and at home because all of it affects the work. Next week, I should say in two weeks, the next leadership episode, we're going to be talking about your big three, how you do define those big rocks and what you'll be doing during this half hour time that you've set aside. So set aside the time, sit in it, be bored. There's good research that says good to be bored because now you have to figure out your priorities, but I'm going to help walk you through that in the next leadership episode where we talk about your big rocks, your big three. All right, so take this with you. Run a futures protocol that's from the need to know from our session today. Set aside 30 minutes of uninterrupted deep work time. You're going to love it. It's going to change your productivity. It's going to change your lifestyle. You're going to need that time, and it's good for you and your vision. Because your vision is important, and it's going to go out and engage learners, tackle boredom, and transform those classrooms. (music) 